Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome back to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. I have another fantastic guest coming at you right here on Exploring Mind and Body. Today, I am interviewing Julie Ward, who is a digestion specialist. She works through plant-based diets, plant-based lifestyle, and we had an amazing conversation. I'm going to mention right here at the beginning, this is her first interview, and you're going to be shocked about how well she did. And now, and the information that she's given is amazing. I'm telling you that this is not going to be an interview you want to miss out on. She's going to talk about constipation. She's talking about how to improve your bowel movements, starting with digestion, how stress plays a role in our digestive tract, and how we can take steps to improve our digestive health in general. So if you have any constipation issues, any bowel issues, we know that it's something that we don't like to talk about. It could be embarrassing, and it could be difficult to speak openly about but we're here to share both of us share our own constipation stories and we both have great tips to help you learn how to improve your digestion and improve your bowel movement so stick around we got all that coming up this is exploring mind and body naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host drew tadia All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Julie in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Julie. Hi, Drew. How are you? I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you don't mind me mentioning, I just heard this is your first interview. It is. It really is. I'm really giddy, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I am grateful to have the opportunity to host you for the first time, so thank you for that. Yes, and thank you. You're definitely welcome. Yay. All right, Julie, tell me, we're going to get into, we've got a lot to talk about. we got a jam-packed show for our audience here. Before we get into any details, can you tell our audience who you are, what you do, and how you got into what you're doing? Sure. Okay. So I'm a plant-based nutritionist and I specialize in digestive health. So I'm also a digestive health coach. I love all things food, all things plant-based, all things veggies and greens. And I really show people how to eat for optimum health. And my story is just when I was a kid, you know, no people don't normally want to talk about poop, Drew, but here it is. When I was a kid, <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. (laughs) I know, right? When I was a kid, I couldn't poop. I was really heavily constipated. And that leads to a lot of other things like anxiety and depression, your mood. And when I got to be about 20, I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. There's got to be a better way. So fast forward 25, 30 years later, you know, it's really about how to eat to feel good, how to eat to for my digestion to feel great, to make sure everything's working properly, for my brain to be on, for my spirit to be uplifted and happy and really just 
begin to enjoy life. When you're not feeling well inside, you know, it's hard to have a good time. So you said that you dealt with child constipation. I didn't even know this was a thing. And to be honest with you, I'm just kind of learning that this like being constipated seems normal. Like there's so many people dealing with this. How did you go from proper bowel movements are more, how can you say that, continuous? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Regular. How did I get to be regular? Regular, yeah. Right. People don't talk about it. And people give their kids, you know, a lot of foods that, you know, if your kid's passing gas and your kid's having hard stools and your kid can't go to the toilet regularly, that's a constipation issue. And we don't talk about it. I mean, I started giving up meat and everybody doesn't necessarily have to do this. It could be a low stomach acid issue. There's so many variety of things that could be going on. But for me, it was a change in just my diet. That one simple trick and eating more greens and veggies and smoothies in the morning uplifted my spirit, got my head working. I also realized as a kid, you know, we don't always drink a lot of water. So we had, I had to keep my system hydrated and it's great. Now there are still times based on what I eat. And also, you know, this is a whole, when you go into gut microbiome and the connection between the brain and the gut, sometimes to me, it's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? So oftentimes my thoughts and how I'm feeling can also still set my digestion off. But for the most part, I'm good. That's very interesting how you said thoughts and feelings offsetting your digestion. I want to talk about that. But I also wanted to mention here, I wanted to be, since you were so open and honest, I wanted to share with you my constipation (laughs) story. Please, I know, right? (laughs) I tried this, everyone's talking about keto, and I interviewed a very interesting guy, Tom King, a great guy. He lives a keto lifestyle. I'm not sure if you know. No, Julie, but I live a plant-based diet myself and highly plant-based, love plants, feel fantastic. When I just started moving more and more away from meat and I just started to feel better and better with more plants. So I tried this keto and we did a, a three-day fast to try to get our bodies into keto as quick as possible, then seven days. And we, I had to eat a bit more meat and I'm not really used to eating meat, so I, my body didn't love it. And then I didn't have proper bowel movements. I was constipated and it was such an odd feeling. Like I didn't really understand what my body was going through because I have bowel, proper bowel, I have a bowel movement every morning. <laughs> In case you wanted to know. Um, But, and it was just, it it just was an eye-opening experience for me to understand what sometimes we have clients or or just fans or customers write in and they're saying, what what do I do? And and I feel like I'm closer connected now because I understood or understand what they're going through now. But I think to understand having proper or regular bowel movements, it's so, it's so relieving in many different ways, but to deal with a regular constipation, it's very challenging. Oh, it's crazy. And it's difficult. And nobody really understands. First of all, people don't talk about it. So people don't really understand. Oh, you can't poop. What do you mean? Oh, it's not a big thing. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing in terms of how you move through the world. Um, And a lot of people also don't understand a lot of it is also tied to your nervous system. So for me, like when I know I'm out of whack, it's about my nervous system. Am I uptight? Am I stressed? Do I have something I have to do? And those are other things people have to really look at. And we don't make that connection. I mean, everything's connected to the gut. So as you begin to put all the pieces together, it's like, oh, okay, well, let me adjust this. Let me adjust this. A few tweaks here and there. And we're good. We just have to also watch other things. Like, what are your triggers? What sets it off? And that's something you begin to notice over time. And or working with somebody, you can ask you certain questions. And and that goes back to the conversation. When people begin to talk about it, you begin to go, oh, light bulbs go off. Things that work, things that don't work, things you were eating, thoughts you were having, what was going on in your life. 
But I'm I'm so glad that you're no longer on that diet. <laughs> you're <back laughs> <to being> regular. <laughs> Me too. And well, I did it before. Honestly, I quite honestly, I did it for our audience. I suppose people would often write in and they ask, "What do I do with this keto? Should I try this? These this isn't working. Should I do that? Everyone else is doing." It. And I just thought, like, I wanted to experience it myself. I wanted to go through it. I wanted to not just read about and do research it, but actually go through it personally to know what it felt like, to know how my body reacted. We did a whole show about it for our listeners and uh it, it just wasn't something that made me feel great and it was certainly something that i wouldn't do it myself and i, and I wouldn't 100 percent recommend it like everyone has to find their own way and, and work and do what works best for them but like i feel so much better eating plants i feel alive and vibrant and i my body feel i have proper bowel movements i have proper energy and in the mental clarity for me we actually went through brain fog going through the keto and i know there was a, a short time spend where they say you have brain fog and then new mental clarity, but I was actually felt mentally more foggy than re- eating regular plants all the time. So yeah, it was it was a good experience, but something that I uh, I really liked the plants more so. Yeah, live food. That's what plants are. And it's the energy when you're eating food that's alive and has a certain energy level, your cells, the mitochondria in your cells actually use that for energy. And that's what fuels your body. So if you're giving it food that doesn't have such, you know, a high vibration or doesn't have enough of that energetic energy, then, you know, you don't get so much. So it's, it's kind of hard. You want, you know, I, I love getting up from eating or having a smoothie and just being like, yeah, let's go, you know. <laughs> Isn't that great? Like, there's no better feeling like, for me when I tell people I have a green smoothie like, in the morning and that's my energy boost. Like, that's my coffee. That wakes me up. That makes me feel great. And sometimes people look at me like I'm from a different planet, but like that really wakes me up. It makes me feel fantastic. So think about that, having that ability or having something that's going to give you a false type of energy boost that always comes with a crash. You know, it's funny you said that. I had talked about the green smoothie. I took one of my clients to the farmer's market. Um, I'm in LA. So I took one of my clients to the farmer's market and she told me in our, in our watch, she's like, oh my God, the spinach blueberry smoothie just totally changes my attitude. And I looked at her <laughs> and I started laughing. She said, oh my, I, I woke up, we had something going on in the family. I made myself a smoothie and then I started dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. And then I was like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. Your food should do that for you. And, and I think, I mean, that's what plants do. Like they kind of wake you up. They, you talk about it, it's a different energy, different vibration. I think so many of us are used to having foods that make us want to sleep. <laughs> or after dinner, you want to lay on the couch and watch TV for the rest of the evening because you had this big giant plate of who knows what, but it was certainly not things that are, that are going to make you feel alive and vibrant. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just like processed food. You know, processed food is that food that is with chemicals. It's, it doesn't have any life to it. I mean, we, our body, and unfortunately, our bodies don't know what to do with that. We still have a body that is seriously based on biology and expects, expects to get real live food so that it can separate it and take out all the nutrients and use it. And you want to eat nutrient dense foods. But when you're eating processed food, your body's like, whoa, whoa, what, what is this? What am I supposed to do? With this? Let's go to sleep. Let's slow it down a bit because I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> 
Julie, tell me about how stress is related to our digestive system because I love this thought process and I don't think many of us think about it at all. When you're talking about stress, there's a nerve in the body called the vagus nerve and it goes from the bottom of your brain all the way through to your digestive system and it goes through your nervous system. So when your nervous system is stressed or overtaxed or overworked, like for me, I can say that I know sometimes there's a thought and it's like, oh, I've got to do something. I got to get up and move. And depending on the level of stress, be it flight or fright, you know, my, my body, my system kind of shuts down my nervous system. So when you're in a state of flight or fright, your body is going to tighten up. That's what my body does. So my stress puts me in a state of, I guess, fright for lack of a better term. And I hold on to everything and I'm like, okay, what next? Well, that goes down to my nervous system and my digestive system. It just kind of shuts down and it gets tighter and then I can't poop. And then I have to sit down and totally consciously breathe and meditate and be still and breathe into my digestive system. That's the other thing people don't realize you need to breathe and we don't breathe all the way down into our gut. And you can, you know, when you sit and you just sit still and take a deeper breath further into your body below your your lungs, then things start to release and relax. And as I'm sitting here with you, I'm breathing. I'm like, oh, let's just take a breath. And it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. I actually kind of have been getting more into meditation myself. Kind of always go back and forth. I, I do it for a while, then I fall off. I do it for a while. <laughs> but uh, I'm up to 20 minutes a day now, and I'm super excited about that for myself. But it makes, like, we're talking about digestion here, but it makes your whole day go by that much smoother and that much easier. And I was a bit stressed out this morning, let's uh-huh. say. And I was like, I don't have time to do that. I got to work out these issues and find solutions. And then I was like, nope, you have a good routine, sit down and do it. And I felt like I feel great right now. I feel fine. Like, I'm not stressed out like I was. And I think that when it comes to digestion, just taking time to take those deep breathing exercises can make a world of difference. Totally. I mean, it's just like that and gratitude. You know, just to really be grateful and sit and be still and focus on the good. It affects your body. You know, thoughts affect your body. Thoughts affect your nervous system, which in turn affects your gut and your digestion. You know, it's like, you know, when you're nervous or afraid, you can always kind of feel a rumbling in your tummy. You can feel a rumbling in your in your digestive system. Some, you know, some people are like, I got to go to the bathroom before I do this. All of that affects your body. Um, And it's just a, it's to be, the the real point is to really kind of be mindful about what you're eating, what you're thinking, um, and how you're feeling. When someone comes and says that I don't have proper bowel movements, and know that everyone's different and imagine what you do is customized. But for our audience here, maybe a generalization of what are some of the things that we can do if someone comes to you and says, like, I clearly have digestive issues, I don't have proper bowel movements, what can I do? Well, you're right, everybody's a little different. So, The first thing I look at is diet, obviously. And if somebody's willing to kind of relax the meat, a lot of times I find that people who are heavily constipated are eating processed foods, they're eating meats, they're eating a lot of grains, they're eating really starchy foods. So first thing I do, honestly, is I put them on a three to five day smoothie fast. And by the end of that, they're like, oh, wow. You know, so and, it, and if there's a change by the third day, which means they're beginning to be a little regular and then they start being really regular and they're having good poops 
then I know it's the diet. After that, if by the third or fourth day nothing's happened, which is very doubtful though, I've never seen that, then I know that there's something else going on. And I always have a mindset conversation with clients to find out what's going on in their life, what their stressors are, and to begin to allow them to see a different way to think about things. Because from the diet to your nervous system, to be honest. Those are the two things that I really think can make people constipated. And also we've got some gut issues. So the other thing I do is I have people either go to their doctors and get bacterial tests. So if you're working with a naturopathic doctor, there's an organic acid test so you can see what bacteria is going on on the inside. Um, There's a new company out called Ubiome where you can do an in-home test and they can test it for you. So we can see what's going on if you've got some type type of bacteria overgrowth that we have to kind of put back in balance. And a lot of that goes back to diet. So there's there's so many things. You have low stomach acid. Then do we have to look at timing of your meals? When do you eat? When should you eat? And, you know, one of the major reasons a lot of people are, are constipated, I'm going to tell you, Drew, is people eat all the time. And for your digestive system to work, you have to not eat. The minute you put food in your mouth and start to chew, you engage your entire digestive system so it no longer expels. So that's the other thing, making sure there's at least three to four hours between your next meal. We've gotten on this thing of, oh, we got to eat every two hours, got to eat every two hours. Well, I don't necessarily believe that. I think that we need to not eat so much food. We're eating way too much food. As you start to take a break, your what's called the migrating motor complex actually begins to move the food out through your system and help you expel. So if you're eating constantly or dehydrate, so you know you see you see there's so many factors that go into this. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's so much. There's so much to it. And I mean, we have this body that was created to help ourselves live. Our bodies lived for years, and we have to give it some help. I feel like sometimes we do everything to not help it out and to help work out uh, to not help it work optimally. I'm interested to know. You said three to five day smoothie fast. What does that look like? Is that one smoothie a day? Is it three smoothies a day? What does that look like? So it's definitely in the morning. It's definitely lunch. It's definitely evening, but before seven, because you know, grains will keep you up. So it also depends on someone's body. So we do that. We do a lot of water. And if somebody's still hungry, I have them do a little bit in between. So liquid is a little different than eating in terms of the digestive system. I also put them on a, a immune, it's a homemade uh, immune veggie broth. So it's got a lot of veggies. It's a broth. It's also got some herbs in there that we put in there, um, some seaweed, some astragalus. So I have them make that. So if during the day, during the smoothie fast, they're starting to feel a little, you know, either wonky or a little lightheaded or don't feel so great, I also have them drink the uh, immune boosting veggie broth, which is kind of straight, gives it, it's a mineral broth. So that helps out a lot. And then we just kind of go from there. So it's, and it's a variety of green smoothies, but it's basically the top top nutrient-dense foods. So the CDC did a study a while ago. They studied fruits and vegetables, and they came up with a list of the top 46 nutrient-dense fruits and vegetables. And they tested them for about 17 minerals, like all the vitamins, like 17 minerals and vitamins. And so the number one is watercress. You know, they're putting watercress, they're putting dandelion, they're putting romaine lettuces, they're putting all these really nutrient-dense things in the smoothie. And often I find they're not hungry. They have the brain power they need. They have the energy throughout the day they need. Um, I have some of them add a little spirulina. I have some of them add um, a medicinal tea to it. 
so it's got a little brain tea in there. So it's really, it's seriously food. It's basically liquid food. And what it does is it just gives your digestive system a rest and still allows you to function and move throughout the day. I mean, I've been doing it for so long. Sometimes I go, hmm, I haven't eaten. And it's like three o'clock. I don't feel hungry, still got a ton of energy, but I do know I should have something else in my body. And I had one client, one client, she loved it so much. She's like, can I do this for another week? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I don't have to drink coffee anymore. I don't have to. She said, I was at work and my, my uh, colleagues were like, what are you on? She's like a green smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at Facebook.com slash True Form Life. Or on Instagram, that's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active we'd love to connect with you so find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show one of the things i wanted to ask you julie was was that the food that you recommend like how many times a day like so for me usually when i run into someone that has digestive issues or, or maybe more so bowel movement issues is they eat once or twice a day and i know that it, it really depends on what foods they're putting in their body but for me and it's, I think it's okay that we don't 100% agree on everything, but I would be a person that says to increase your metabolism and have proper energy, you need to eat um, every few hours. But uh, when I run into someone that eat, only eats twice a day and they don't have proper bowel movements, that say, I'm like, well, how can you get the proper nutrients? How can you get the fiber? How can you get uh, those phytonutrients that your body needs to not only give you energy, but help improve digestion and offer proper bowel movements with only a couple times with eating so seldom throughout the day? Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that will just drink coffee and eat food. And I think, you know, and they'll probably eat processed food and they'll eat something that's not great. So I, I agree with you there. I think there's two ways to look at it. Like for me, yes, you need to eat. And I think three times a day, if you're hungry, you need an apple or something like that. I think that's great. But I also think you need to give your body rest. You need to give your digestive system rest so that it can work. And look at that big, huge salad that I might eat for breakfast or I might eat for lunch. You know, I might get tired of chewing. I just put it in a blender and drink it down. To me, that's still considered a meal because it's got all the fiber in it. My body's still going to have to do the same digesting of it and take all the nutrients and everything that's in there out. And it's, it's the same concept. But I, I agree with you. There are people that don't eat at all. And I think, you know, there's also the concept of, you know, fasting one day a week is also not a bad thing. I mean, you know, just sometimes we need to give our digestive system a rest. If you are really having some digestive issues, it should be a problem and whatever you're doing is working for you, I'm all for it. I'm never going to change that. But if you're coming and we definitely have to look at when you're eating, what you're eating, how often you're eating. So somebody that's not eating a lot and, and you know how it goes through. It's like everybody's so different. There's not always a one size fits all. So if somebody is not eating and they're having coffee for breakfast and coffee for lunch and then they're having a meal, I definitely say they need to eat more food. If somebody is eating constantly from sunup to sundown, I'd say you need to eat less food. So it just really depends on what's really going on within the way we, I talk about plant-based diets. You know, I'll do a fast and I don't always do it every week, but every now and then it's like, you know, I just need to give my system a break. So in other words, I would eat lunch, breakfast, lunch on Wednesday. I wouldn't eat dinner. 
And then I wouldn't eat breakfast and lunch on Thursday, but then I'd eat Thursday dinner. So that's like a 24-hour fast, but it doesn't feel so bad. It's not like all day you're like, oh, I can't eat, I can't eat. And that would just be a simple fast. I'm at home, thinking, working, relaxing. I'm not out running around. That's the other thing. People do a lot of fasts and they want to get out and run and exercise. I think you need to be at rest in those moments in time. And then the other thing about people with digestive issues, you really got to find out what's going on. You know, if people have SIBO, if people have IBS, if people have any kind of other issues, and that's a whole nother conversation. It's not just about when you're eating. It's also about what you're eating and how to change your diet, but it's also about how to um, kind of reset your digestive system altogether. Yeah, it was interesting. I just read that somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but uh, that one day a week you have, you give your body, a, uh, your digestive system a break. And I think it was, I'm not sure if it was a soup that they recommended, like a soup kind of diet for the day, or if it was fasting in general. But that's something that's, it's interesting to me. They have all these new things coming out. I mean, there's people on keto, there's the intermittent, <laughs> I can never say that word, intermittent. <laughs> Intermittent fasting. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> There's that one, but it, it's it's definitely interesting, and and I could understand benefits of taking a day, you know, a day to give your body a chance to recover from. I mean, especially who knows what we're sometimes we're putting in our bodies. We have to get our body a chance to flush that out. Right. I mean, you know, think about it. We, you know, if based on spiritual practices or you know religion, everybody takes a day of rest, right? Well, the one thing we never let rest is our digestive system. We're constantly eating, Julie. We got to wrap things up here shortly. Is there anything that you wanted to add before I wrap things up or anything I might have missed? I just, I'm so glad that I was able to chat with you and uh, really talk about kind of digestion. I did want to kind of talk a little bit about vibrationality of food, you know, which is also a new and exciting new area of research. So they are now researching the um, electromagnetic waves that foods actually give off. So in terms of low vibrational food and high vibrational food, I mean, just in a, in a nutshell, you know, the higher vibrational foods are your fruits and your veggies and your lower vibrational foods are your processed foods. But if you think about um, what that can do for you, like we, we were just having a conversation about a green smoothie and how it raised your vibration, it gave you energy and all of that. A lot of that is actual real-time work and now it's actually being studied. So it's real exciting to see kind of what's going to come out of there because, you know, uh, it, and, and the science behind it. So I'm really excited about that new concept of the vibration of food and the spirituality of food and how the two parts of it is once you are eating a higher vibrational food, that then makes you more available to also increase your spiritual awareness. And that's really exciting for me too. And where would we find more information about that new research or technology? Um, I'm still doing my research. I'd be more than happy to put it on my website as it comes up, um, you know, Fresh Food Alchemy. And the one thing, though, that is available right now is on my website, there's a nutrient-dense list. And it has a list of those top 46 fruits and veggies that the CDC researched. And so people go to Fresh Food Alchemy slash podcast. They can click on that and download that for free, that nutrient-dense list. It's great. And there are a couple of offers on my website for your audience, too. So there's also a 20-minute 30 minute actually free consultation. So you can click on that. I'd be more than happy to chat with you about any digestive woes you may have or just some quick questions. And then I have a five day plant based challenge, which is one way that people can really kind of try the plant based lifestyle. And it's only dinner. Like people are like, what? I have to eat plants all day long. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just dinner. So on that five-day plant-based challenge, um, you're going to get the grocery list. You're going to get the meal planner. You've got all the recipes. you got everything you need to make five plant-based dinners for a week. And I find that people are like, oh, wow, it helps you just the next day to have more energy. You're not going to bed on that heavy, heavy meal. And it's a lighter meal. They're great recipes. They're really tasty. And for your audience, do that plant-based, five-day plant-based challenge is normally $97. For you guys, it's going to be $47. So that's also on my website at the same place, Fresh Food Alchemy slash podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. I just subscribed to your newsletter. I'm looking forward to checking out this food density list. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's great. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful list. You'd be surprised at some of the things are on there. The fact that watercress was number one was just like, yes, good guy. You know, <laughs> and now I don't have to tell me. I say, look, it's been proven. So that's, and that's what I like to do, Drew. It's all about the research. It's all about staying in the know and really keeping up with what's happening. And there's so much new information about the gut, about the microbiome, about the vibrationality of food that it's a really exciting time for food. Yeah, really. And there's so much new stuff coming out. I think that sometimes it can sound overwhelming, but it's also exciting for those of us that are food lovers and we understand <laughs> that food, food like I always say food heals, food, food prevents and food cures. And if we really want to take control of our health and get, take control of our lives and kind of have to get involved in food because that's, that's our life source. Yeah, it's totally our life source. That's what I believe too. I mean, food is life. And if we eat the right foods, you know, you mentioned the body earlier. At the end of the day, this is a fabulous machine. Our bodies will heal themselves given the nutrients that it needs. All right, Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. I am honored to have you as the first guest. Your first interview you did amazing. You're going to be doing tons of these in no time. <laughs> thank you, Drew. It's been a ball. I really had a blast. It's been a lot of fun. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. Tons of takeaways. I think the most important thing to express is that you don't have to live with less than regular bowel movements. We don't have to live with digestive issues. There's a lot of things that we can do. There's steps that we can take. There's experts that we can work with to improve our digestion and get to regular bowel movements, which we know can be a challenge. So more details about what we have going on at exploringmindandbody.com. These are all the past shows. You can also download our free app on any Apple device. And then head over to trueformlife.com. This is our main website. This is where we put together fitness routines, at-home workouts, meal planning, recipes, grocery shopping lists, and more. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddy, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.